Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Falls Count Anywhere here on the Rhode Island Broadcasting Network. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Eric Dunn here, once again, the man with the plan. Um, first of all, I want to say a happy November, as today is November 1st. We have officially kicked off the month uh, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and the beginning of some holiday spirit. <laughs> Never a bad thing. Uh, I also wanted to take this opportunity to welcome everybody that is new to our show. Well, should I say new to the show? And I also want to make sure I point out as well that this show is live every Wednesday at 5. Right here on Facebook, on X, YouTube, and Twitch. As well as you can find us on um, Red Circle, Google, Spotify, TuneIn Podcasts, and I yeah, and and uh, and uh, Amazon as well. And also feel free to follow us on YouTube and Facebook at Rhode Island Broadcasting because all the help you guys give will give us the ability to get the show to where we hopefully want it to be. Um, but but I also can't stress either. Um, make sure you guys sh- share this out. Listen and share, because the more you do with that, the bigger you'll you'll help us get, and and the bigger we get, the more we'll be able to to provide for you. And also, we have something very interesting now, which is that buy me a coffee for RI broadcast. So buy me a coffee is is also something that we're on broadcasting just added over the last couple of weeks. Um, so. You know, the more you donate, the more you give, the more you share, the more that we can give you. So, you know, uh, this is basically a, a two-way street. Um, and 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 the more you will be able to support us, the more you'll be able to, be able to uh, give us everything that we need to give you a great program. But in this case, it's actually me. Um, because as you saw in, in the intro, which was about 30 seconds... This is False Counts Anywhere with Eric Dunn and the three you saw under our special guests. And in case you guys have noticed that you guys have been along the ride with us for about almost four and a half months, I would say five months almost. Um, you see me pretty frequently now by myself. And that is not out of ego. That's not out of um, pushing people away. That just has to do with the fact that when life happens and crap basically goes to hit the fan, I'm the one picking up the pieces and helping out the foundation of the show. And I also want to express to you guys, too, how much of a fit this was for me when Ron and I first brought up the conversation of doing this because um, – on, on the show I do on 990WBOB.com called I'm Done With Sports. And yes, that's spelled D-U-N-N, not D-O-N-E. I'm D-U-N-N with sports. I go 60 minutes of Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots, and Bruins based on who's there and who's playing at the moment. But I used to put WWE on there, and I would have to cram it all in. The blessing with this program is for 30 to 35, even 40 minutes – I get to break down WWE for all of you. And, you know, as someone that was, I'll be honest, was scared of it growing up. I don't know why I thought it was real growing up. Um, 
it was just uh, uh, kind of funny when you think about it, you know? Like, I was scared of, of a couple of the guys that were wrestling at that time. Uh, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, Kurt Angle, because they, they all were straight shooters and they all were ass kickers. But they turned out to be four of not just four of my favorites that I've seen perform in the ring, but they're four of the greatest in the history of this industry. And, you know, I got into WWE probably when I was 15 and I caught up through the Attitude Era. Um, the WWE Network that was on the app of WWE, I got the ability to go all the way back and watch the Raws and SmackDowns from 1999 over. And I caught up pretty quick. And, you know, it's definitely amazing that someone like me that's that's really only been watching it for about eight years, eight and a half years, actually has the knowledge that I have right now. And that's a really cool thing. Um, so, you know, I also want to express to you as well that, you know, watching the um, some of the YouTubers play the uh, video games like. WWE 13, WWE 2K 14, 2K 15, 2K 16, and then um, 19, and then just recently um, 22, and then 23 with the 2K Showcase. You actually get little little bits here and there of some wrestlers' uh, careers that they've processed it on. And, um, you know, I caught up on it. I fell in love with it because I love everything that they were doing, not, not just um, in the ring, but I loved the how much it captivated the audience and being able to watch that and make a show out of it. Well, part of a show out of it to now what I'm doing now. Um, it's a blessing and it's an unexpected truth that I have for all of you, you know? So please do, um, forgive me for that, but I just had to, um, explain myself to you guys a little bit for why I only do WWE on this program. Um, AW uh, Impact, which is which will now be TNA officially come January once again. Uh, you know, I'm just someone that pushes WWE a little bit more because I could because I could relate to them better. And I mean, think about it. Before AEW even came into the picture, it was just WWE and Impact. Like, there wasn't anybody else that, would, that could ever compete with them. Nobody will ever compete with WWE unless, God forbid, something stupid happens. But, I mean, I'm just making a point that for those that were fans of it back when it was the World Wrestling Federation, WWF and the Attitude Era, back in, like, 99, 2000, 2001, early 2002, that was the... Um, resurrection of this company because back when WCW was kicking their asses in the ratings, they were killing them. I dare say it was people like Degeneration X, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They were the ones that, with the attitude, brought this company back up from the from the dead, literally. I mean, the the great one, the Brahma Bull, the the uh, uh, People's Champion, uh, the Texas Rattlesnake, and then you've got um the Game, the King of Kings, the Cerebral Assassin, and then you have uh, Mr. WrestleMania, the Heartbreak Kid, the Showstopper, the Icon. I mean, the Attitude Era created WWE into what it is now. 
you know, gone were the days of, uh, um, you know, gone were the days of train hard, eat your vitamins, and, and uh, say your prayers. Now it was, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. And that's the bottom line because blank, blank said so. And um, if you smell what the blank is cooking, you know, like back then it created what it is now. And I know I'm kind of rambling on a little bit here, but, you know, I had to catch up on WWE in order for me to really understand not not only what this company was built upon, but what it represented in the industry of sports entertainment. And for someone like me that had to not just catch up on it, but I had to like really study it, learn it more and know what really what WWE is about now. Because that attitude era, that that also involved the Undertaker, that brought it up. Then you reach out to ruthless aggression, and you had guys like guys. You had guys like the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Then you had the one and only John Cena. Then you had the Apex Predator, Predator Viper, and Legend Killer Randy Orton. And then you had um, Evolution with the Nature Boy Ric Flair. That created things to get stronger and get things better but there's two but there's two men that i have to mention that also i think was played a huge contribution to it and that was on latino heat eddie guerrero and the rabbit wolverine chris benoit and you know we all know what happened with eddie versus with benoit you know we know what happened with benoit but eddie but eddie just died of a heart attack you know, uh, we all know what happened with Chris Benoit and all that and why he was removed from everything. But the spirit of Eddie Guerrero has always remained to, to live on, not just in, in the career of Rey Mysterio and his family, but through the WWE universe, through fans of Rey. You know, I can remember this this year's WrestleMania when he came out in the lowrider that Snoop Dogg was driving. He was the host of WrestleMania alongside The Miz and parts of Viva La Raza played before Eddie before at race team and I that reaction was just goose pumping. You know, kinda like when The Rock unexpectedly came back a few months ago with Pat McAfee. Like it was an unexpected treat. And you know, obviously come come the second half of this segment, I'm gonna break down John Cena and I'm going to explain everything that's going on with him because as we know things have things might have taken a turn hopefully for the better but there could be a turn for the worse I'll explain that but guys like John Cena guys like The Rock they put asses in seats they make money for this company and a lot of my childhood that I grew up watching them like during my high school years as well. A lot of that is about to leave. You know, with Cena hinting on retirement. And it's not just a gimmick either. Cena really is hinting at retirement because he admitted himself in a couple of interviews on WWE's YouTube show called The Bump that his body cannot produce what he was able to do anymore from what he did in the past. He can't go full-time anymore. His body can't handle it. 
the, the big question is that I'm looking at with this Saturday with Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia is how long of a match is Cena going to get against Solo? How many bumps is he going to take? How drastic will the bumps be? Will WWE allow Cena to really shine and be like an overwhelming presence that will just make Solo Sokoa look like an idiot? And could that happen? I would want it to happen. I don't want Cena to have to go back to Hollywood on a loss because that is just stupid. And also, let's not forget, over 2,000 days since Cena won a singles match in WWE. The greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia five years ago against the game Triple H. And you know what? Everyone has been around Cena hoping for the best, and I'm hoping for the best as well. So that's pretty pretty much the, the background I wanted to give you guys about how I had a had a, how I entered the world of WWE as a fan and the background of how I got involved. So, with that being said, here let, let's actually dive into the SmackDown and, and the Raw results from this past Friday night and Monday night. So let's start off right now with SmackDown. Now, the biggest one that I have to mention to you about SmackDown that Friday night, right in the middle of Roman Reigns' entrance, L.A. Knight had the guts or 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 what we call the balls to jump right in front of Reigns' entrance, right as normally when you raises the title – and you get like pyro happening, and you have, you know, and you, and you hear that. <laughs> Cut right off mid, mid, midway through it. It was awesome. The audacity of LA is just really interesting to see. And then the biggest thing that happened with that was. Also, what happened with Cena that Friday night. There was an emotional segment between him and Paul Heyman. Where it looked like Heyman was going to show respect to Cena. But he really was setting a trap for Solo to attack him. And I think what Cena right now is concerned about. Is realizing that he only has one goal in mind. And that's win. As far as I'm concerned, Cena has to win from what I heard from his promo. And then Bianca Belair also revealed that she will be ch- challenging the WWE Women's Champion Io Sky at Crown Jewel. So she could potentially get back her title. And I hope that that would be the case because she's worked hard to keep that title. But this was cool. After L.A. Knight defeated Jimmy, he hit Reigns with a BFT, Blunt Force Trauma. So L.A. Knight overcame Jimmy Uso in a hard-fought main event with a superplex Blunt Force Trauma combination. As the dust cleared, Roman Reigns suddenly charged in to attack him. But however, he flipped the script on the head of the table and blasted him with an earth-shattering BFT. And as a result, Knight sent a powerful statement to Reigns heading into their universal undisputed championship match at Crown Jewel 
from that point eight days from now. But I will tell you, too, SmackDown will be interesting this Friday night on what will be the um, – what's the word? The ramifications of what could be the consequences for LA Knight at, at Crown Jewel. I think a lot of us can understand that that title needs to get off Reigns. Reigns cannot be champion much longer. And that's something that I've talked about the last couple of months is Reigns isn't even slated to be on the card of Survivor Series. That is insulting because here's the funny part. We all, I was one of them, I'll admit it. We all bitched and pissed and complained when Brock Lesnar was champion and he was a part-timer and a lot of us felt like he was holding the company hostage. Reigns has been doing that since he took the title. He's had less title defenses in his three-year reign than Lesnar did in his one-and-a-half-year reign. We all can complain about how, you know, Reigns is this and this and that. Reigns is not a workhorse. Reigns stopped being the workhorse when he became the head of the table. Before he won that title, Reigns was the workhorse of WWE. Go back to 2018, before he was diagnosed with leukemia for the second time. Go back to 2019 when he was drafted over the SmackDown Live. Think about it. Reigns was the driving force before he got hit, before he was sent home during COVID and came back. Reigns was the powerhouse and the power, uh, should I say, he, he was the thoroughbred of this company. Not anymore. That goes to the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. That goes to the Liberator, Sami Zayn. That goes to KO Kevin Owens. That goes to people that actually grind every single night. Reigns does not do that anymore. And that's a damn shame that our champion, who's supposed to be the face of this company, that for three years basically projected to the world that he's the greatest of all time, blah, blah, blah. John Cena is one of the true workhorses and the true thoroughbreds of this industry. The work he's put in, in and out of the ring, and his demeanor speaks to the man he is. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, bar none. He will be in that Hall of Fame, guaranteed. And they may put him listed as under one of the greatest of all time. Or should I say, one of those that's been called the greatest of all time. Honestly, prove me wrong. Reigns is not a thoroughbred. He's not a workhorse. Reigns is a martyr and a moocher that leeches off of other people's work and lets the bloodline do his dirty work so 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 he can basically uh you know uh pick the bones. You know what I mean? Kind of like this. Reigns Reigns is like a hyena. The bloodline does the damage, but then he but then but then down here he comes to go ahead and pick the bones. 
this is what I'm telling you right now. Jimmy or Solo or both of them at Crown Jewel on Saturday is going to do something to LA Knight during that match. They'll do the damage. Reigns will pick the bones. We've seen it for three years. It's been the same song and dance. That happened with Cody as well at WrestleMania. Cody should have been undisputed champion. And you know what? I think all that this company has shown in their weaknesses is they don't listen to the WWE universe. They're not listening to the fans. And I think a lot of us are seeing right now that the decision of Cody losing at WrestleMania was one of the worst moves this company has made. Other than putting Vince McMahon in charge of creative, but that's a whole other story. Reigns is not going to do anything else except hold this company even more hostage than it already is. As far as I'm concerned, Reigns needs to be dethroned. The big question is, who's going to have the guts to actually take that title off of him? Could it be Cody at WrestleMania 40 in Philly in April? Could it be Elliot Knight on Saturday? Think about it. Could LA Knight pull off arguably the biggest underdog storied upset in the in the history of WWE? We've seen upsets before. We've seen history made before. You knock off Reigns at this point, that's the biggest upset in history of WWE. John Cena, he almost did it. Cody Rhodes should have done it. But that's just the way it is. I'm just getting tired thinking about it now. Reigns is just... You know, I'm not trying to spit facts out, but I'm just being honest. Reigns needs to stop holding this company by the throat. Because I've seen some other people try, try, try to do that. And they got fired from the company when it rains it pours yep exactly yeah <laughs> exactly when it rains it pours yep just like that song by Luke Combs when it rains it pours yes it does except when it rains in WWE it pours hate disgustment anger And also, as a side note, please do support the show um, with what I'm broadcasting at Buy Me a Coffee. I want to make sure I state that while it's on the screen, too, just so I plug it. Um, so that's that one. Now, before I get carried away, let's go to Raw real quick before we take our break here. And this one ha- happens to involve Cody and the Judgment Day. Maybe even Sammy's in as well, because Sammy kicked off. <laughs> On the show by interrupting Rhea, the women's world heavyweight champion, to stand in rebellion to the Judgment Day, which we, obviously we saw coming. Um, and then this one was interesting. Could we actually see the Miz turn face again? 
Go back and watch that segment with the with with the Intercontinental Champion Gunter back on Monday night. That was an interesting promo Miz gave. It looks like that crowd is going to get behind him now. I don't know if that is going to work in being a face. I think it'd be great to have him as a face. But what if he's the one to dethrone Gunter? I mean, Miz is what, an eight-time Incarnado champion? Nine-time? I'm not going to lie to you either. He did make the IC title relevant again in WWE. When he was champion, that was the title that everyone wanted to go after because Lesnar was gone. But I also will state as well that, you know, for WWE, they've got a lot of kinks and a lot of scar tissue to repair. And I also want to state this for you as well. Seth Rollins was also extremely pissed off. Before I go any further, Reigns is the only champion because Rock, Brock, and Cena left. Yeah. You know what? Half of that is right. But that could have been Sammy being champion. They could have put on Cody. But no. I mean, I'm not upset with them bringing back the World Heavyweight title for Rollins because Seth is having a hell of a run. Speaking of Seth, he states this to Drew McIntyre, boo freaking who? As, as far as I'm concerned, I think we're getting ready to see McIntyre turn into a heel again and turn heel. But it's just getting ridiculous with the way that this is. I mean, Drew's still making um, excuses. It, it, it kind of looks like on, on the backside of the whole thing, which I think is a load of crap. But I also want to state this, too, regarding Seth Rollins. When he defeated J.D. McDonough, he did with a combination of a curb stomp and a pedigree. Where do you think you learned that move from? Triple H. But. After the attack. That happened a week ago. By Priest on Cody. Cody made a beeline. For Priest. And Cody as emotional as ever. Said that he's going to go through. All of them. And eventually. The Judgment Day will will be gone. What if Cody, Jey Uso, and Sammy all team up to get rid of Judgment Day for good? I mean, it's possible. But with that being said, though, however, the next time I talk to you guys in one week... It will be the recap of Crown Jewel, as well as the aftermath from Raw next Monday night. 
from Crown Jewel. But, however, speaking of Crown Jewel, we need to take our break. And when we do come back, however, I'm going to Crown Jewel. Live this Saturday from Saudi Arabia on Peacock. The full card is there. And it looks like on this card right now, we have a total of seven matches, including a kickoff match. I will I will explain the um, ramifications of each match. I will explain the importance of each match. And on top of that, I'll also break down for you, not just with the whole card, who I think is going to win in my predictions on who's going to win and how I think they'll win. I'll also explain to you who is going to need this more and who needs to gain momentum going into Survivor Series. Just because don't forget, Survivor Series is in less than three and a half weeks. So for WWE, this is the time for them to step up and make it happen. So I'll be breaking down the whole Carter Crown Jewel plus the updates I'll give you from those matches after a word from Lighthouse Productions, Rhode Island and a word from your Rhode Island broadcasting station. You're watching False Gone Anywhere here on R.I.B. And I will be right back. If you're looking for an entertainment company to help you with your event of any kind, feel free to check out Lighthouse Productions, Rhode Island. Providence-based company serving all of New England, providing you entertainment needs in the areas of sound, lighting, photo booth, photography, videography, drone videography, monograms, slideshows, and of course, DJ sound. As a special bonus, we also have wedding officiant services through Road to Love Wedding Services in conjunction with Lighthouse Productions to provide you all of your wedding needs. Don't need a wedding? Fantastic. You need music or a reason to have entertainment for a party of any kind? We can handle all budgets and all sizes and all different types of venues. With COVID, there's a 100% money back guarantee for any type of cancellation and rescheduling needs. Check us out at LighthouseProductionsRI.com. Lighthouse Productions, Rhode Island, your entertainment source for all of New England. Welcome back to False Count Anywhere. Here on the Rhode Island Broadcasting Network, Eric Dunn here, about to get to the main event of our time together. Because now we've reached the main event of this program for this week, and that is Crown Jewel. Now, I mentioned before the break that some people, they need this more. But it's a question of who. So that being said, let's break it all down. And I'm going to go from bottom to top here. So with that being said, here is from bottom to top. So the kickoff match has just been confirmed. Sami Zayn versus J.D. McDonough. So this is interesting. Um, Sami obviously is going to crush this cockroach. And I'm, and I'm, and I, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Now, moving on. So that's one. This is number two. For the WWE Women's title, Io Sky versus Bianca Belair. I want to see Bianca take this title back. 
I said to earlier, and I'll say it again. Twice in the last two and a half years, Bianca Belair has been screwed by the management of creativity of WWE. When when Becky Lynch returned at SummerSlam two years ago, Belair was squashed in 26 seconds. Okay. When Io Sky, back in the summer, cashed in money in the bank on Bianca after she won the title, she cashed in. After she won the top from Oscar, she cashed in. So they scoot her again. This time, they won't. She she deserves to be champion again. She's a true champion. She is. So that's, so that's number two. Number three, arguably in my mind, the most important match of Cena's presence time in this company. It's him and Solo. But listen to this as well. So this is what I'll tell you about Cena. Over the years, Cena has seen it all. A 16-time world champion, he's taken on the likes of The Rock, the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar, the late Latino he, Eddie Guerrero, the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle, the phenom The Undertaker, and Apex Predator, Legend Killer, and Viper Randy Orton. Oh, and The Rock. Brahma Bull, great one, and people's champion. In his most recent return to WWE, the greatest of all time has never been shy about making his presence known on the mic as a guest referee and, of course, competing in the square circle. Above all, however, Cena has proven to be a thorn in the side of the bloodline. Since 2021, Cena has challenged Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal title and joined forces with Kevin Owens to defeat Reigns and then honorary Us, Sami Zayn. <coughs> that was. And defeated Jimmy Uso and, and Solo in another explosive tag team encounter. And ushered in the fastest rising star in SmackDown history, LA Knight, to challenge Reigns for the undisputed title of Crown Jewel. After Cena delivered an AA attitude adjustment to Solo, on the October 20th edition of SmackDown, their showdown was inevitable. What will happen when the dangerous Solo looks to destroy Cena? I'm actually afraid of that. I really hope Cena does not get squashed. That's the thing I'm hoping with this is, is that with Cena, this could be a good 25-30 minute match. I want Cena to get the, the the closure he deserves because the hardest thing that I've seen as a fan of Cena is he doesn't get the respect I truly think that he does deserve. Here's what I mean by that. I don't think Cena is going to get that closure. You know, I don't think he's going to break Ric Flair's record and be 17-time champion. I don't see that. Cena just needs the Intercontinental title to be a Grand Slam champion. I don't think he's even going to get that. I mean, give the guy a proper farewell if this really is it for him in his career. Don't do a half-assed job with this. Give Cena the farewell he deserves. 
All right, so that's three. Number four, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes versus Senor Money in the Bank, Damian Priest. Cody will take this. Cody will take it because, again, I think Judgment Day is going to start losing its steam at some point, and they will fall off. So, you know, we we, we, we will find out about that, but I think Cody's going to take that one and just run and just take the ball and run. This one's interesting. Rey Mysterio is defending the United States title against Logan Paul. There is no way Logan is going to win that U.S. title. He's not even here at all. Ray's run is going to continue, but it will be a hell of a match. It's going to be one hell of a match. And then next up, for the Women's World Heavyweight title, Rhea Ripley is going to defend against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, and Raquel Rodriguez in a fatal five-way. As much as I hate to say it, and believe me, I hate to say it, I think Rhea is going to retain. I really don't think that title is going anywhere off her. But if I had to pick someone to, to take that off, I want it to be Raquel Rodriguez, if I had to pick. But that's if she doesn't win. That's if she loses the title, but I think she will retain. So I'm going to pick Rhea in this one. Second to last, Seth Rollins defending the world heavyweight title against the Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre. You guys already know how I feel about Rollins. Rollins has been really banged up for a long time. He still is. Um, my big concern right now is I'm not certain how much longer he will have this reign. And I say that because my big concern with Rollins is it could be too little too late at some point. Rollins is not going to be able to hang on forever. And my biggest problem that I'm looking at with Rollins is how well can he hang in there? Because I don't know how Rollins is going to um, survive McIntyre because we know McIntyre's offense. We know how good he is. We know that he is a manipulator in some sort of way. So with Rollins, the question is, can he survive the onslaught before things get potentially worse for him? I think Rollins knows that he can't um, well, no. Rollins can weather out the storm. It's just a question of how bad is the storm going to be. Because I don't know just how bad that storm will get. It's going to be interesting. But. Ugh, seriously, talking about negative stuff is making me tired now. <laughs> um, but yeah 
the biggest thing with Rollins is he has the capability to have a great run with this title. It's just that the big concern is, is Rollins going to be able to hang in there? The return of the Yoni Man. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Oh, and by the way, Ron Rigo is the man behind the scenes helping me out too from the controls down in Providence. Or I'm going to talk it wherever the hell he is. So it's kind of funny when he pulls up these comments. He's like, okay, that's fine. Yada, 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 blah, blah. That's cool. He's in hell. Well, he, well, that must be because he's got kids running around probably behind him screaming at him. I don't know. But, but hey, brother, I feel for you, all right? I, I can understand where you're coming from. But anyway. We all know what happened with McIntyre as well, that um, it was a very sad story for him that when he um, dethroned Lesnar three and a half years ago, that was with no audience. Could McIntyre dethrone Reign? dethrone the reign of Rollins. I caught myself. I almost said Reigns. I caught myself. Could he dethrone the reign of Rollins and finally win a world title in front of people? Could be a possibility. But I'm picking Rollins to win this one. And now we've got the main event. Now, now we've got the main event. For the undisputed WWE Universal title, it's the head of the table versus, yeah. You guys already know my answer. Sadly, I know Reigns is not going to lose this match. If they're going to take the, if they're going to, if they're going to dethrone Reigns, Reigns, they're going to find somewhere better for this. My big concern is LA Knight's going to lose his momentum with this defeat. But also, WWE is known to shock when you least expect it. Could this be an unexpected result ending to the card and main event of Crown Jewel? Could we actually see the probably one of, if not the biggest upset in the history of WWE? There is the possibility LA Knight could walk out as undisputed champion, but I'm not going to be waiting with bated breath. I'll hope for that. But just for the sake of, I know how this works right now, Reigns is going to retain his title. But there will be a, a back of my mind thought that hopes that LA Knight takes it home. And like I mentioned to you as well, Survivor Series is in three and a half weeks on the 25th from the All-State Arena in Chicago. That card is going to get filled up pretty shortly, I believe. And my guess is they'll start doing that once Crown Jewel is over. But the hardest thing I'm looking at when it comes to this night and this card with this with this event 
is WWE at times has gotten too predictable. If you know what I mean. You could easily predict what the hell is going to happen now. And that sucks. Like, that royally sucks. Hopefully, they'll shock us again. Just just like they've done many times before. But we'll see. We will see. So, guys, I believe that's all the time I've got for you for this week. Next week's broadcast is this. I will give you the the results of SmackDown from this Friday night. The results of Crown Jewel on Saturday. And the results of, of Raw on Monday night. In the aftermath of Crown Jewel. I will be heavy on WWE. As always. And I'll give you everything. That you need right here. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me here. Like I said, we do this every Wednesday of the week at 5, right here on Facebook, X, YouTube, and Twitter, as well as um, Red Circle, Google, Amazon, Spotify, and TuneIn Podcast. Don't forget, the more you help out, the more you give us, the more we can give you. Share this out. Spread the word. Buy me a coffee is also at at all right broadcast. That that's a great way for you guys to help help us donate. Um, bit uh 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 business stars is also a great way as well. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube at at ri broadcasting. And definitely follow us for false gone anywhere so you guys can stay up 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 to date with everything I'll give you for WWE. So with that being said, this is Eric Dunn saying so long and thank you once again from my home in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. This has been a presentation of False Count Anywhere here on the Rhode Island Broadcasting Network. I am live from my home in Bridgewater every week at 5. And next week, guys, SmackDown results, Crown Jewel results, and the aftermath of Raw results from, from Saudi Arabia. I'm looking forward to giving you guys... One hell of a recap. Until next week, thank you all so much for watching and listening.